27 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Darren, your host, and with me today, I have Shannon. Hello, Shannon. Hello. And he's been with us all week, Phil Gonzalez. Hello, Phil. Hello there. And our minute begins with a continuation of the idea that um, <laughs> that there should be a makeover going on, and Dion tells us that it gives her a sense of control in a world full of chaos. Um, which I think is kind of a, a, a big way to build up this particular makeover. And we have a montage which finishes with Ty standing in a hall of mirrors in what I'm going to assume is Cher's gigantic closet. So uh, that is the minute. And <laughs> after Cher pleads uh, with her pleas, her kind of like extended pleas, and Ty kind of breaks down, he's like, sure, why not? She says, I have never had straight friends before. <laughs> to, to which both Dion and Cher, they smile, and then they kind of look a bit puzzled, and then they smile again. And it's like, it's such a kind of a wonderful exchange. I don't know if they fully get what, she, what kind of Ty was saying, but they kind of are happy to go along with being her friend. So I was confused myself watching this as a young teen in the early uh, 2000s. And because when she said straight, I thought she meant heterosexual. And right, I was like, right. all of her friends were queer? Like, okay, but also like, wow, that's kind of unusual um, for a straight girl. But then my mom pointed out that it meant straight back then meant like not doing drugs uh, well, even, or sober. Yeah. I, I mean, I was, all, I was confused when, uh, when uh, Jennifer Grey used the word back in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, mm-hmm. where I'm, like, growing up, like, straight always meant not gay. It never meant not on drugs. But I guess in other parts of the country, it's more commonly used that way. So it's, it, was, it was unusual for me to hear it back in the 80s, and it's, it was unusual for me to hear it in Clueless. Like, there's, like, this, like, translation that has to go on in my head, like, like oh, right, she's referring to drug usage. I mean, I guess more commonly we would say, like, straight edge, which is more of a movement. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, it's like, the straight edge stuff kind of started roughly around the same time that this film was out. So I'm guessing that, like, straight was shorthand for straight edge particularly in California at this time. I guess that's, that's what she's talking about. Given how much she's spoken about drugs in the last oh, yeah, no, it's, three minutes. It's definitely what she's talking yeah. about. It's just, as an expression, yeah. it's just so... It is kind of a, a weird way to say it, but... Because, uh, I mean, you would normally say sober, wouldn't you? But What do the listeners at home think? <laughs> and we get to hear the strains of uh, Jill Sabule's supermodel, uh, which, as with the opening theme, was... Um, in this film and then was later added to an album because Jill Sabule's album called Jill Sabule was already out and after this film was came out and Supermodel was kind of a bit of a, a hit uh, she added it to her album and weirdly enough she's like mostly notorious for having a song called I Kissed a Girl yep. was not the Katy Perry song and when the Katy Perry song came out she was not happy with kind of Katy Perry's version of a song with that title so um well lots of us weren't so <laughs> team jill although <laughs> honestly jill's uh song supermodel is to borrow a modern turn of phrase rather problematic in the sense that it has the bridge where she says i didn't eat yesterday and i'm not gonna eat today and i'm not gonna eat tomorrow i'm gonna be a supermodel which 
I want to believe is meant to be like dark comedy. Oh, it's totally supposed to be. It's the the whole song is is ironic. Yeah. Um, it's but a it's great it, song. but it's one of those songs that was like I'm too sexy by Right mm-hmm. Said Fred, where people thought at the time it was legit. Like I remember when Can't I'm too sexy when I'm too sexy came out, people were like. Who's that guy? Thinks he's so sexy. I'm like, no, he's being like ironic. Like, there's a like, even as a child, I was like, no, it's it's yeah. an ironic song. Um, and so, like, I, I think was five years old, I was walking up to people on the street and saying, "No, I'm too sexy." Is ironic. No, he's making fun of people, don't you? <laughs> and then Supermodel was another one. Like, you, you, I, people were like, "What?" And then you're like, "No, it's she's making fun of the attitude." Yeah, it's satiric. Yeah, yeah. Although I could see how, um, you know. Some people could misinterpret it as well, yeah, encouraging I mean, people not to eat. Yeah, it's... I mean, I know a lot of other uh, girls my age who told me they had the CD of Clueless, like the soundtrack, when they were very mm-hmm. young. And that that song, maybe not, you know, encouraged them to have an eating disorder, but they didn't take it as um, being facetious when they listened to it as like 10-year-olds. Right. And it, we start the montage with um, Cher and Dion obviously making the choice to get rid of um, Ty's hair color, I guess you would say. Um, washing out the hair dye, which drains down the uh, the plug hole uh, like the blood in um, Psycho, yep. which is a, a kind of a great little visual cue. Um, and as Cher washes Ty's hair, she comes up and flips it and <laughs> gets Dion very wet. And Dion <laughs> a- ang- angrily dries um, Ty's hair. And after uh, after last week's uh, product placement of Diet Coke, we get a wonderful product placement of Paul Mitchell uh, products right there as the camera pulls back from the from the tub. Like they are very readable bottles of uh, Paul Mitchell hair products. There are certain yeah. works of pop culture in which I feel product placement really sticks out like a sore thumb, like. If you've ever watched any of the episodes of The Sopranos, where all of a sudden the Soprano gang is drinking Snapple in every scene. Like, why are all these monsters (laughs) drinking Snapple all the goddamn time? But uh, with Clueless, it kind of feels right. Oh, no, no, no. It has to be there. Someone who takes brand names seriously and who can be very, you know... um, commercial and uh possession related so no it's part of the color of the, it. it's part of the color of the movie like yeah no i agree with you i agree with you i just think it's i just think it's funny to know yeah i mean this is the same this, this is the same day as where we just were they didn't wait to do this makeover they literally went to Cher's house yeah and by the way she has like a gigantic fireplace in the bathroom that would be awesome so they're bas- that bathroom is to die for, as they say. Like, they basically decided... I don't know if they had any more classes for the rest of school, because they were having lunch, and now they've decided to do a makeover. <laughs> no, yeah. So I assume it, it, they just kind of were like, ah, forget it, we don't need to go do any more classes, let's just go. No wonder she's getting, like, a C in debate and stuff like that, and having to argue the grades up. She's put a lot of work into getting those A's, and now she's just squandering it by... This is how she gets the tardies, obviously. Yeah, so, you know, they've they've immediately gone to do this makeover. I guess because... Cher couldn't be around Ty like the next day and still have a looking like this. No, yeah. Well, I also have a feeling that like Cher is the kind of person who, when she gets an idea, like she has this attention span that's just got, like she's got to do it now. Yeah, that's totally true. When we see her get the idea to help out with the Pismo beach disaster and all of a sudden, like, 
in the background of Mel's law meetings, we see her like running through with her skis that she's giving away <laughs> and asking him like, can I give away this can of pate, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, I guess like they were like, let's just get this done. Yeah. And uh, when, cause um, then, uh, you know, she has her um, tie. This is has her hair up um, with those kind of, um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe them. They're like, um, like ties, like um, like kind of coloured, like oh the uh, the, the the rollers, the, the rubbery rollers. They're just they're foam yeah. rollers yeah. for curls because okay. uh, if you have natural curls, you're going to have like a bunch of little curls that might look kind of frizzy. I guess is the word people would use to describe them negatively. I think her natural hair is very beautiful, for the record. But the foam cur- the foam roller curls would give you a more uniform size and shape. Of curls, so I think that's what they are. And then she also has a couple of cans of coke in her hair. Yes, um, amazing. <laughs> so it's very, and, it's, it's very DIY. It's a very DIY makeover. Like this isn't. They didn't take her to the mall. Like they or are. To the salon. Yeah, they 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 are putting her together themselves. Uh, with like like this in this very like just hands on. We've invented ways of getting around not having. What we need, like, just, you know, with Coke cans and scissors. Like, this is this is an experienced group of people doing this. I think it's interesting that basically um, Cher seems to be in charge of hair and wardrobe, while Dion is in charge of makeup. Um, it, so... And Dion's makeup expertise will be restated later on when Cher prepares for her date with Christian, and she needs Dion to come over to do her makeup and make her as white as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's some funny bits here where, um, you know, um, Brittany Murphy is kind of like blinking when when she's trying to put the eyeliner on and kind of basically messing around and <laughs> sort of kind of almost not cooperating totally with Dion. And of course, Stacey Dash is playing Dion as someone with no sense of humor in this particular yeah. moment. So having been splashed earlier, Dion is applying the makeup and clearly getting more and more frustrated as Ty just keeps messing around. Is it um, is it is it Ty messing around or is it Brittany Murphy messing around? I, I have to believe that this is that they just let the camera run because there's so many cuts that they were there. There was just I, I want to see the outtakes of this scene because they're they're so in character, but they're obviously having such a great time. And of course, like Brittany Murphy is like um, 20, I think, when this film came out. And, you know, as we've discussed before, Stacey Dash is like a decade older. So I guess in a way it is kind of like. You know, you would expect her to be a bit more serious on set than than Brittany Murphy. So I, I, I think uh, some of Stacey Dash's performance, though, really is like a choice for Dion to be the most serious one in the group. You oh, know, yes. like she definitely is the grounding presence, which is hilarious, especially when you consider like the scene of her driving the convertible. But um, I, I think that she kind of brings maybe brings Sherry down a little bit in terms of her getting overexcited well and uh and britney murphy in the scene where she's getting the makeup put on her face and she's doing the lips if the way they have her eyes and her lips she looks like a disney character yeah every face she makes it's it's like watching classic walt disney animation like just how expressive she is and how a deliberate everything she does is it's such a such a gosh she's such a strong character actor I agree, and I feel like, um, especially after her physical appearance changed somewhat as she got older, uh, she just never really got cast in the right 
star-making roles because she sort of became a rom-com leading lady. In well, a she was either cast scripts that weren't very good. She was either cast as bland leading ladies or as burnouts, like as some sort of like. She was either cast in the in a way where she she could have been replaced with anyone, or she was always required to play someone like on the verge. Yeah, and she exactly. was never allowed to have fun. And when she's having fun and allowed to be goofy, then she's you, hilarious. You can really just watch her just inhabit a role. Yeah, another good example of this is Drop Dead Gorgeous. She plays Lisa oh, Swenson, yes. who's the uh, yeah, as a Minnesotan, you'd know Drop Dead Gorgeous. Everyone yeah? knows Drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, not around here. But um, she plays Lisa Swenson, the girl with a drag queen older brother who she idolizes. And she is the sweetest and most darling character in that movie. She does this kind of like um, unrestrained, crazy giggle laugh. That would actually be my, rec- my recommendation for the audience. If you love Brittany Murphy and Clueless and you haven't seen Drop Dead Gorgeous, treat yourself and watch it because it is a truly a joy to behold um well while while ty is being made over we get a glimpse at some shoes um in the background oh yeah the shots while whilst whilst um share is um i don't know what she's cutting i don't know if this is her clothes whose top is that or... is it something that ty yeah. had in her backpack or it, it I, I assume it share just found a nice top and was like you can have this we're gonna fix it but then I think I guess Ty seems very like apprehensive, but I think it's mostly about showing her midriff. Yeah, I don't think it's about the shirt. It's right. like she's covering her stomach, and I think Cher just has so many clothes that it doesn't matter if she yeah. cuts something up or like <laughs> sets it on fucking fire. She's got stuff to wear. So we we kind of get a glimpse of um, her shoes, which I don't believe we saw earlier when the um, closet was kind of spinning around. Yeah, they've got their own like Pee Wee's Playhouse esque like display over on the side yeah that in fact that because of the low ceiling next to the mirror where she's standing that actually looks like it might even be a separate room to oh, right where most of the action is taking place like the way that where the ceiling is angled just looks like it's a different to you know her her main bedroom um so but you know she's got a she's got a fireplace in the bathroom so clearly she's got space yeah and then when we get to the end for our last kind of couple of seconds we get the kind of reveal on Brittany Murphy's kind of finished makeover. She's wearing a kind of uh, a blue top with a, a red heart that is both on the front and the back. So, uh, which is a kind of as, as if it's going through her. I don't know. It seems it's, <laughs> it's a weird choice, but, uh, and she's in kind of like a burgundy skirt and her hair is all curly and she's, you know, smiling and starts kind of uh, jumping up and down in this kind of gigantic hall of mirrors <laughs> Uh, where there are, on screen there are like 20 Britney Murphys all at once. It's yep. insanely um, cute. The adorability of this moment <laughs> when she jumps up and down cannot be overstated. And that's the last thing that we see this week for our minutes. Because, yes. Oh, Britney. Uh, that's, that's the end of our, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next week we've got uh, Park Parkinson is your host with Jody and um, Megan Sunday as his guests and they will start talking about the uh, kind of the next stage of um <laughs> ty's transformation uh-huh. uh, which will involve some buns of steel which is you know a fun kind of and and of course josh gets to meet the newly transformed ty um although he he never meets the old ty so um you know it'd be interesting if he if he'd seen the old ty and seen the new ty and if he could give an opinion on it but I guess Cher would never listen to Josh's thoughts on on the makeover. 
I mean, the great uh, thing about Ty is that they make over her outsides, but her insides remain perfectly and wholly unchanged. So <laughs> in that sense, Josh does meet the old Ty because she definitely doesn't hide her adorable personality at all. Right. No, she, uh, yeah, she, I mean, as much as Cher attempts to mold her into something uh, in her own image, uh, the makeover kind of sticks a little bit, I guess, but you can't, you, you know, you can take the girl out of what I assume is meant to be New Jersey, um, <laughs> but you can't take New Jersey out of the girl. And, um, you know, her kind of, her, her joyful personality kind of overrides anything that Cher and Dion attempt to kind of force on her. And she she kind of stays like that for the rest of the film. She's very, and she makes a, bit, a brief turn towards the end, uh, but then she kind of recovers. So, uh, but yeah, you know, Brittany Murphy. Uh, it's sad to see you know that she's no longer with us. But um, you know, I, while watching the film, I just like to enjoy what she's doing. Which you know, as both of you pointed out, she's doing so much. Yeah, stuff that is just so fun. If anyone out in the audience is a knows, this is totally serious. If anyone listening knows how to read lips. I would love to know what she is saying to Stacey Dash during the during the makeover scene because when you first see her applying uh, a foundation to her cheeks, uh, she is running her mouth like yes. nonstop, and I really want to know what she was saying. Was it in character? Was it not in character? Like it just eats at me. Also, you get to see that top that Stacey Dash was wearing in the previous scene with the jacket over it, the pink top yeah. with the stripes. And I just yeah. wanted to say it's a really cute top. I think it's a really cute top. Yeah, her clothes are really good. Her hats are another story, but typically her outfits underneath the hats are very, very fashionable. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, the minutes that we've had, she hasn't been wearing a hat. She's just had that headband. Devastating. So we've missed, yeah, we've missed, we've missed the opportunity to talk about uh, a Stacey Dash hat. Um, but, yeah, I, for the rest of the film, you know, uh, she has some crazy hats, though... I will say when Amber is wearing the dress that Cher has been in for the kind of last four minutes, um, she's dancing with the guy who has an even crazier hat than anything <laughs> Stacey Dash that's ever a, wears. That's a cat in the hat hat in that scene. <laughs> I, I know. It's such a weird... To have two Dr. Seuss references in one film, it's such a... Uh, I thought maybe it was like a rave thing. Like, you know, how people would wear like crazy child-inspired accessories well this was the time this was the time that uh, uh they were selling giant dr seuss cat in the hat hats at like department stores and <laughs> and like teen shops like they were super popular there were that's so weird. there was a guy on my dorm uh 1995 <laughs> 96 who wore a dr seuss hat a cat in the hat hat oh all the time and it was just a thing like it was a thing some people did and i am totally not making that up <laughs> so Makes total sense to me. Anyway, so we end with that note. Uh, thanks to both of you for joining me this week and being my guests. Um, we'll go out with some plugs, and I'll start with uh, Phil first. Uh, check out my podcast, uh, Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast, at berenstainbearcast.wordpress.com or on iTunes. We just had Mike Berenstain, the uh, writer and illustrator of the Berenstain Bear books, on for our 50th episode. So sign up, rate and review us. It's a good show. Great stuff. And Shannon? Uh, yeah, my podcast, Stage of Fools, just finished its uh, regular run until the fall when new episodes of The Royals come back. So if you haven't already tuned in, now would be a great time to listen. You can binge and kind of hear me and my co-host go over all the absurdities of that story. 
Uh, yes, that's Stage of Fools. Check us out on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And the entire run of Stage of Fools lasts a full 24 hours. So, uh, Ooh, you, know, you could spend the day with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, and, you know, um, I am on this podcast uh, for some more episodes later on in the run. Um, but otherwise, you can hear me on The Cast Next Door or A Talking Cast. Uh, or stage of fools and otherwise uh, thanks very much for listening see ya bye thanks for listening to this episode of As If the podcast all about Clueless produced and edited by Darren Husted. This episode was hosted by me, Darren Husted, with my guests, Phil Gonzalez and Shannon Camp. Like us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcasting app of your choice. And please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.